0: hey I'm everybody going. welcome back to the live room podcast a show where everything's made up and the points don't matter <laughs> does anybody know what that's from that's
1: yes of course what whose line is it anyway yeah oh yes. okay yeah,
0: yeah i was
2: thinking a Quiplash.
0: The, the drew carey shameful. Game shameful. show the drew carey game show
2: the Carry yeah that's right it's pretty much what it is yeah. was, it was that huge in america yeah it was
1: huge it was
0: fantastic it was huge
2: it was you. As it in Whose
0: Line or the Drew Carey show. What line? Whose line? No, it was Whose Line. Yeah, Whose Line was huge. Hmm. Yep. I like the, the Drew what Carey. What was show that well. sentence? I that was,
3: <laughs> what line? Whose line? What? Yep, yep <laughs> yeah,
1: Whose yeah. line, yeah, who's
0: who's,
3: line who's, is it uh,
0: Whose line is it anyway? Right. I don't know. Whose is it? But uh, who, I know you watch Vines on YouTube. I love I Vines. Do you love vines, Jared? You're the only person I to talk to about vines. I I, yet.
1: I I don't mind a good vine. You know those uh those compilations, the vines that keep me from ending it all. I really yes, like those. Yes, finally. Like two in the morning when you think about ending it all, and yeah, you just watch it and you're better. Yep, uh, that's yeah.
0: those are the vines that I watch daily, yeah. Da- yeah. daily. They're pretty
1: great. They're pretty great.
0: Daily.
3: I'm still more of a, whose line is it anyway, montage, you know, I, I just love the best clips. I would probably
1: prefer that. It's a yeah. little bit, it lasts a bit longer. So the, mm. the, the joy
2: is longer lasting. See, see, vines are something different for me. I like, that's my nickname for vinyls. Yeah, I just picked
0: up a sick vine. <laughs> 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 well, anyway. A, I dig it. I dig it. It's another fantastic day for the program. We've hit <laughs> double digits. Double digits, Happy Double digits, birthday, boys, fellas. Double it's, uh,
2: digits. We're 10 episodes old today. <coughs> and it's a milestone. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's, it's a milestone. And this is Jared. So. <laughs> Hi, Jared. Hello. We thought we'd celebrate Friend. with the guest. A guest. As per usual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared is our other producer, engineer, session musician here at Live Studios. Friendly face, familiar face to everybody here. And we're just going to roll with it. Rock and, rock and roll with it. Am I right? Rock and all Roll. 100%. I am rocking
2: and roll, As Reverend Lovejoy once said. <laughs> Rock
0: and or roll. But, all right.
2: Have you not seen The Simpsons?
0: I don't watch was The that Simpsons. that big in America? Yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> actually, it's not as big as it is here, I think.
2: It's gigantic here, man. It's like you it's have tea gigantic. at six o'clock and you, you have tea while you're watching The Simpsons at the dining table.
1: I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons growing up. You have no idea wow. how much of an outcast I was at school. Because
3: wow. Of it.
2: <laughs> that's, that's special. That's yeah. special.
1: Yeah, hmm, that's,
3: that's like the first thing you talk about at school every morning. Hey, man, did you watch The Simpsons last oh, night? Exactly. I'm very well aware. Yeah, <laughs> and then after
2: that was, what did you have for dinner whilst you were watching The Simpsons yes. last night? Uh, <laughs> I had uh, I had cheese, cheese and chicken schnitzels. It was the
0: elephant <laughs> episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> always the elephant. It's episode.
0: always the elephant episode. <laughs> oh boy! Goodness gracious! Well, fantastic day to be live today, folks. You know why? Because we're here again. It's, po- it's a it's a podcast Wednesday. It's podcast as well. Wednesday, and we are day three into riftober right now. Rifttober.
3: It's off with the Rifttober. Oh yeah! <laughs> so s-
0: tell us about Rifttober for those who aren't initiated. Rifttober
3: is a challenge we initiated last week on the podcast. Um, yeah, mate. last week, last instalment of yep. the podcast, episode I nine, say. whenever that was, episode nine, whenever that was. Um, yeah, more or less, October kicked off, and we have to upload a video onto Instagram each day mm-hmm. of a new guitar riff. Whew. It can be a cover, it can more or less be anything, acoustic, electric, you name it. And yeah, the idea is we just have to go throughout the entire month of Rifftober, <laughs> and yeah, just get the goodness out there.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's challenging. It's challenging. We're two
3: days in. I haven't done my third day yet. So I've I I do my third day
0: just before everybody got here. Oh. Jared walked in the door and I was hitting export on Final Cut. Cool. Because I'm I'm filming them, I'm recording them here. And it's good because it just forces me to play and I don't I just don't play enough. Mm. So it's a good initiative.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Builds a bit of momentum yeah. with getting projects done, putting content online. Yeah.
0: It's great. It's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you should you should be doing that as well. That's, Jump on board. It I know, like I know personally
2: that you have some sick riffs. I Have some okay riffs. Yeah, I'd say they're pretty sick. Okay, well, thank you. You're I welcome. You're welcome. That. No worries. Maybe I'll keep them to myself so steal them. Oh. yeah, maybe. That's probably
0: a good idea. Maybe I'll I I do riff prob- over. Yeah, maybe. maybe. you should next year. Sean orr <laughs> Sean orr has been doing <laughs> rift over. Yeah, yeah. He's, on yeah. he's on board. He's on board. He's on making some killer stuff. Board with the capital Ord. Ord. Wow. Yeah, I did my third one today. Today yeah. was uh, rush day again. First day rush was day rush day, again. third day is r- now rush day, but I, I brought out the- Isn't uh, it for you, it's just rushtober. Which it's ru- it's rush basically Tober. Rush-tober. rush-tober. But I brought out the Rickenbacker for today's episode. Ah, so more of a bass rendition. Yes. Mm. So, I, you know, I, I'll do guitar, bass and drums. Just cool. keep it fun, keep it fresh.
3: Bought a second of guitar strings straight after to work today. Nice. So I'm gonna have some drop C riffs for you guys. Ooh. Make sure you pick it up. Brace yourself. Embrace yourself. It's gonna, it's gonna I haven't played drop in, in a long time. And I'm like,
2: why not? Why not? Yeah. Heavier be... drop day, mate. Heavier drop day. <laughs> it's all it is. Uh
0: so Jared, tell us about yourself. You you're the guest here, obviously. Not a lot of people know who you are. We know who you are, but what do you what do you do? So you're 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 a fantastic musician. Uh we're going to talk about music production, which you do a lot of, supposedly. <laughs> and you have your own band and music, right? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So tell us about that. Nothing's confirmed. (laughs) Tell us about that.
1: Tell us about that. Well, I, yeah. So I, I play music. I play a bunch of instruments, mainly drums and guitar and and vocals, a bit of keys and violin thrown in. And uh, I do IT four days a week and then work here when I'm not there. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, I guess. That's that. I got a little home studio. I have my own band, Kingston. Um, and yeah, when, I, when I'm not at work or at this work, so, um, I'm usually at home working on Kingston stuff or playing yeah. Rocket League, one of the two, um, or playing with my dog. Um, yes. One of the three then. but uh, Is your dog yeah. good at Rocket League? Uh, my dog is great at Rocket <laughs> League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like
2: really good. What kind of controller does what kind dog of, um,
1: My it's, dog use.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, a Mad yeah, Cat. It's, it's the uh, Raiju. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. With the paddles
3: on the back helps with their paws.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep.
2: Yeah, she doesn't have the thumbs for it. No, she doesn't. She doesn't oh, have opposable yeah. thumbs.
0: Yeah, no. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful.
3: You could always try VR and just let her like <laughs> go, go crazy, run around the place.
2: Dude, I just put a VR headset on my dog. and went <laughs> crazy.
3: Oh, man. I'm picturing her
2: like flying
1: <laughs> off the ceiling in Rocket League. <laughs> trying to <laughs> just, get some just ball. Just seeing everything approach upside down. 360 no scopes. Yeah.
3: Yes. Dogs would freak out if they played like, say like a horror game. Number one, because wow, well, I'm in a human body.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Like
0: they're having a human experience as a dog. Point. That's a good point. It's yeah. funny you say that. I saw I saw a video a while ago. It was a, of a golden retriever with a VR headset, and it was like in roller coaster simulation. It was just sitting there. It was just literally sitting there on the couch, like and like while it's going all these tosses and turns. It's like satiated, happy
3: on top <laughs> of the world. So yeah, no, wow, not it handles. Like, yeah, it,
0: did,
2: it, didn't everything. it didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Didn't vomit up immediately like most humans do after a VR experience. No, no. You i got to
1: wonder: like, do their brains function the same way? Do they experience? Oh, they're way things? smarter than us. I mean, well, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me maybe at we're, least. <laughs> we're the stupid ones because we're the ones vomiting and stuff on the exactly. VR. Yeah, they the can VR control it. Coasters. They're on another level. Mm, you know? Yeah, they vomit anyway, and they eat it. Like, there's no problem with that. No, it what is goes disgusting. Back, goes animals, around comes
0: around. animals are disgusting. I had, a, I still have my, my cat Sox, who's seven years old now. When I got him, there was, a, there was a centipede crawling on the floor and he was just like, I'll eat that. and didn't, oh, nom, didn't nom. question it at all. Centipedes. Immediately went to like oh, the most metal of insects. Friskies, but it has legs. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Did it slurp it like Lady in <laughs> the Tramp style? No, it was like. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's unpleasant. one like, leg, leg, leg at a time.
2: CC's ASMR like Doritos <laughs> chip one last week. Ow.
0: Wow. Yeah. G'day, guys. Today we're going to eat some Doritos.
3: <laughs> Ah, my trigger, the corn ship. <laughs> <laughs> Do they call it triggers or something? Yeah. Oh, no, ASMR man. triggers. Oh, no. I don't know. Well,
0: I think they would call it triggers because mm. that's that's what triggers you, but not in like the like social justice, like, oh yeah. no, you said that word and it hurt me <laughs> kind of way. You can't use that word. That's our <laughs> word. Anyway, we've got a fantastic it's episode play. Yes. Pretty uh, what? Very left wing? Yeah, very left wing. Oh, we're very progressive here. Notice all the man spreading on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that girl to come pour bleach on us. And yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about music production today. Something, something that is happening right now. Four guys in front of microphones recording in the Pro Tools.
2: That's nice of you to consider as music. Great example. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so generally, is... that's what happens when you try to, you know, structure a podcast, I guess.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, look, things are not go to plan, man. No, they don't. I mean, mm. like uh, especially especially last episode. That was just it was too that funny. was it was a was, loose podcast. That was ridiculous. <laughs> it was great a, bit of a dumpster <laughs> Dare fire. Dare I it say was, the word. It was more than a dumpster fire. Oh, okay yeah, I said I said some things that I thought would have been cut out, but it's not it's nobody's fault. It's just like I just <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it whatever. Back. I, was, I was watching it back and I was like, oh Oh yeah, I probably should have just kind of gated that, mm. because there's people that I know that I, you know, it's all yeah. I mean, yes, it is a very
3: inappropriate mm. word, I guess, but yeah. it was in the context <laughs> of like stoner doom bands, so
0: like <laughs> I, I thought uh, I thought it was in a bit of a gray area, and we could let it slide. Speaking of stoner doom bands, Jackson, oh right. great segue. So, music great production. Great we've recently been working on an album for a stoner doom band called mm. Sleeping Giant. Who, uh, we had Stephen Hammer. He's, he's uh, you know, part of that band. We had him on recently. He's part of the show. Um, let's, let's talk about your experience working here doing that. Like You've worked in home studios with your brother before, and I you know, had my eye on you, and I brought you to come. And I, really, I don't even know what I'm talking English. Does that make sense? Do you want me to just take over just here? Just take, please. Yes. Cool. All right, I'll Do wait. you understand just the question? Tell us
3: about audio me. production. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I have enjoyed my time recording them. Does that answer your question? <laughs> that's, that's,
0: <laughs> in as much detail as you can,
2: that, that answers the question. In as much yeah. detail.
0: I mean, don't be vague. I mean, come on. <laughs> no,
1: I mean I mean it was good. It was it was my first session here. So uh yeah, it was it was interesting coming in and just kind of learning the I mean we did a, a test session for like an hour on yeah. um, you know, the Tuesday prior. But other than that I hadn't really um run with your setup. You just kind of showed me around and we played, <clears> but <throat> I know Pro Tools, so it was it was pretty easy once we once we got the ball rolling so no it was good like it was it was fun just getting some getting some drum sounds that kit sounds really nice yes it it does does. so um very nice nice so that was good it was good hanging out with the guys been such a long time since i recorded a band so um it was just nice hanging out with them all and and uh yeah seeing the the x's go up on the whiteboard as we knocked off song after song so was good and mm. it's it's refreshing for me because mostly i just uh i just record my own stuff at home just demo wise until it's ready to actually be tracked properly so um it was nice to have a bit of a different style yeah. you know doing the doomstone and stuff because i I, <clears throat> I like that stuff i like those um you know that that heavier guitar sound the um you know the the chorusy effects and the wires and, and that sort of thing but i just never play with them for my stuff because it's just not what i write in so it, it's refreshing to be able to kind of record it and sit there and, and, and edit it and well, not edit it. But, uh, that's never refreshing. We're still, we're Um, still
0: just finishing the editing phase. Yes.
1: Yes. But the mixing phase has been really fun going through and, and, and just tweaking the sounds a little bit.
0: There are so many different variables when it comes to mixing music. It, it It depends on really what you're doing, how much time you want to put into something like that. Like we spent two hours last night tweaking the kick drum.
1: And the snare, we and, got the snare And too. we got we, we got, got the, the snare. Snare top, not snare bottom.
0: Yeah, but like the you know, you, mm. there's a certain sense of perfection that you have that I I keep touching your leg. It's it's fun. That you have that I really appreciate. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> just just roll with it. Um, but it's fantastic. His level of detail is really good. Um, mm. And I've learned that especially with the editing, um, editing drums. Get the thumb going. <laughs> 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 yeah. You always
2: got to get the drum, uh, the thumb growing with the. Uh, what just am I to saying? jump
3: in there, we've thrown a couple of key words around: yes. editing, mixing, mastering. Just for the viewers at home, like I know we generally understand what's going on yep. here, but a lot of the people listening in, they don't know anything about music production. So just I'm break down for people. me: what is editing and what is mixing, and which one is ideal to do first?
1: Sure. Um, well, once you've once you've actually recorded everything, you want to make sure that everything's in time and there are no. Uh, You know, you might get a a really good take of a guitar solo or or something like that, Hmm. but there's just one note that wasn't hit strongly and it kind of buzzes a little bit on the fret or or something like that. And so you go to your your second take of it and you make sure that you can get that one Um, because sometimes you just don't have the luxury of going over it and over it until you get it right. You just don't have the time or sometimes you're working with people who just they can't quite nail it every yeah. time and and um you know whether they haven't put the practice in or they've, they've written a part that's maybe a little bit too difficult for them so you go through and you 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 comp the parts um you, you know if you've got three takes and you take okay this is good from this one and this is good from this mm. one and this is good from this one you put them together you fade them so that there's no pops and clicks and glitches and that sort of stuff and you listen through and then you render them into one file um much the same as you know like you would do with a cutting film together sort of thing yeah um so you would always do that before you go to the mixing phase um and then once you're in the mixing phase that's you know pulling sound that's eqing weird frequencies out and boosting nice frequencies and using compression and reverb and delay and and saturation all that sort of stuff and mastering once you finish your mixing phase is um you send it off to basically just like the final sheen and getting the volume up to commercial standards um so that it's ready to be sent off to places like Spotify and and Mm. Apple music and and all that sort of stuff. So that's the, the final one where, and it's always good to get someone else to, you know, The general rule is don't master your own music so that you get someone else's ears hearing things more objective. Yeah. yeah, When you mix it, you get used to hearing what's in there. And also, you know, on, you know, if, if Eric mixes something here and I take it back to my bedroom studio, which is in an abomination of a room sound wise, But if I listen to it, I've got speakers that are much more bass heavy um, and like my, these um, these headphones are completely different to Eric's and like my room just sounds completely different. So, But my ears are different as well. So I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to hear frequencies and maybe, uh, you know, he's just been listening to it and he's gotten used to hearing heavy compression on the drums. Whereas I listen to it and I go, that's kind of a bit nasty. Mm. um and not that you can do much about the heavy compression once you're in the mastering phase but but mm. you need weird frequencies or there's just not enough top end or whatever you can kind of fiddle with that and then bring the overall volume up and that's basically the process you track you edit you mix you master and that's awesome that's the
2: thing yeah that's it that's, that's a good very good down. explanation yeah thank you um i prepared that earlier <laughs> that was all <laughs> written on your hand yeah <laughs> love that it's a big hand <laughs> um you guys are just uh, alluding to like the co-producing kind of factor before where like Eric might <coughs> record, uh, sorry, mix something up here <coughs> and like bounces it off to you and you have a look at home. Do you, do you guys have that process where like, all right, this is what Eric is going to send off to you. You're going to fix up the bits that you feel need to be fixed up and you bounce it back. Like is it just a bunch of cross-editing like that until you get the right product?
0: I don't think we've really done something like that yeah. just yet. Just I
2: yet.
1: We're, we're still figuring out. Yeah. yeah
2: the process for that
0: i mean know. like i'm still learning how to use pro tools mm. before mm. i use pro tools i used logic and before i use logic i use pro tools very briefly and before that i used GarageBand. so i'm the still pace. i know how to drive it but i'm still trying to figure out how to actually get things going so i'm glad that i brought jared on because not only you know could jared show me how to actually use pro tools Um, but I switched over specifically because it's an industry standard thing, Yeah, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, but it's easy because we can share sessions going forward. Mm. So if I need to track something and I need to bounce it off to him to mix, I can leave notes in the session and I can say, Hey, you know, look for this frequency, cut this, or listen to this weak kick drum here. You might need to copy and paste over. So there's certain ways that you do that. And we're still kind of figuring out co producing as of like mixing so we're we're going to get together friday and spend all day doing sleeping giant stuff so we're going to sit there together we're going to listen to it together he's going to edit this 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 i'm going to edit this that and that and we're going to figure out okay what works what doesn't yep Yep. it's like "Hmm, there is really no set way of doing it you just do it and if it sounds good it sounds good well
2: i suppose it's your first project together really isn't it well that's it so you're you're only going to learn
1: yeah and there's a lot of i mean we've we've hit with a few projects simultaneously. <clears throat> so it's been pretty crazy. But I don't I, I don't know how Eric would have coped without having a second set of hands with the amount of work that kind uh, of came at once. Insane. Mm. And so there that's also kind of hindered um figuring out how to co produce stuff because there's been a lot of like, oh, I'm at the studio tracking this, I just need you to edit that so that it's ready yeah. to go for yeah, the yeah. session yeah. tomorrow. Yeah.
2: Share um, the workload. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But there's at the moment still we we've just been figuring out uh getting our like plugins to match and that sort of stuff eric's been getting stuff that i use a lot and um and i'm you know we're looking at other bundles and that sort of stuff yep. that we can get together that'll uh that'll really help um just kind of smooth things I, there's a few things at the moment where for a project recently for this girl i had to i had all these synthesizers and stuff um in the song that i was producing for her and I had to go and like commit all the tracks before actually bringing them in here because Eric didn't have the um, the actual yeah. plugins. Um, and so it's, it's fine and it's workable, but it's it's not I ideal. guess that's just another thing that we're just kind of working through like what is actually necessary because it's all money. Cool. it's what is necessary yeah. for us to buy. It's and not once cheap, we've got it? that, yeah.
0: no, it's not cheap. The the bundle that we're looking at now is from a company called Sound Toys and they have a really good um, set of plugins that you I've can seen use. Seen that recently, actually. Really, really good. Mm. So, like, there's a plugin that Jared uses a lot, specifically that is would be really good on on drums, yeah, um, and whatever else. And it just sounds fantastic. But there's a, a $500 price tag separating yeah. us from that. But like, it's something that I feel I need to get, so that way we can just boom, boom, boom right next to each 100%. other without you yeah. know, yeah, without anything lacking. I'd rather us yeah. have the same tools. That way we can get similar results.
3: 100. Yeah. percent And that's another thing with like using the same door program. Mm -hmm. You can no doubt. I'm not exactly sure what they would call it, but whether it's a project file or something, yeah, sending things from one computer to another piece of cake. As opposed to literally called project file. There's a there's
1: a whole section in Pro Tools for for clouds. um, What do they call it? Uh, uh, Cloud integration or something? No, it's
2: uh, cloud collaboration. Yes, Uh, that's it. um, You got to go with the alliteration. Ah, right. Yeah, you do. You
3: do. So you're more or less put all your plugins in the cloud and then well, you just put the session in the cloud
1: and then the, per, the person on whatever their thing is, they can access that session and make changes and you can also oh, kind awesome. of roll back. If you don't like the changes, you can roll back to your thing. So we haven't, we haven't got that sorted yet. We're actually running yep. different versions of Pro Tools. Um, so I've got to get the newer version. It's another mm. thing we just, but once we've kind of leveled yeah. the playing field in that regard, it'll be much easier for, oh, for yeah. us to kind of figure out how to produce and mix and edit and you know how to kind of share that yeah. workload because I, I,
0: ideally i would love for one person to track the session another person to mix it and then you know, that's the first person master it or whatever yeah. so only one person really needs to be here at, at one time All tonight, yeah because mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden i was like hey jared do you want to come in mm-hmm. and and help out and, and work with me And that's all good but now we have three albums with a fourth one coming at the end of the month Mm. And it's like I've never done an album before in that context, and now we're being slammed by four of them at the same time. And there's like <clears throat> deadlines approaching. But it's like things are just so time intensive. Like mm, yeah. this um Sleeping Giant thing, this is the thing that's been taking up a majority of our time.
3: Two hours on a kick drum,
0: right? I, I mean, honestly, it took 50 hours to track the album. Mm. Double that for editing, really, and then triple that for mixing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a product that represents us yeah the studio and then the musicians as well so it needs to be taken seriously that's another thing people don't realize when it comes to recording specifically is how time uh how much time it takes to record something and have it sound good yeah and how much time preparation needs to go in positioning microphones before you hit the record button you should be setting your mics up as if you're going to mix them
1: so the session that we've got coming up later this month they've actually booked two days one day for tracking they're tracking live in the room together but the, the first day is just an entire day for us to set up and pull sounds and get mics awesome. know, placed in the right spot that's the right way um, to do it yeah yeah and so that, that will mean there's no there's no kind of pressure on us to to go oh, i've got to get a good guitar tone like really quickly and and they're in there going, i'm not happy with it i'm not happy with it it's um it's like now we can take as long as we need within that day and um and just adjust as needed can record a bunch of scratch tracks and then just kind of adjust the microphones as needed and <clears throat> the next day we just got to hit record and they do their thing and that's it yeah it makes it easy enough. no doubt
3: for the musicians a lot more comfortable for them also yeah. they're getting used to the environment absolutely Yeah. yep Come you get to gel with the guys and, can... and then yeah lay it out the yeah. next
1: day yeah that's, yeah, it. yeah
0: that's it but it takes a lot of preparation time to get there does yeah and i mean not everyone
1: has the the time or the money to be nah. able to pay for that extra that's um, the thing time but it makes a difference i mean it if it, this
0: is one thing is people have always said to me uh how i, I just want to record a song how, how much does it cost it's like how long is a piece of string yeah how how much time are you yeah. prepared what to do you it? want i what can set it? up drum mics in a way that i know sounds good for what i do and i can just cheat and throw samples on them and it's going to be it and you're going to yeah. get what you pay for which is like you know not a lot that was a car horn um but i mean this thing is people just don't realize it takes time and time is money and unfortunately a lot of people don't have a lot of money and yeah that stops you know the studio from upgrading in a way which we would like to as well because i want to be focused on getting the bigger projects albums um whatever because they're ongoing it's good money so i can throw that money right back into investing gear mm-hmm. so i don't have to sit here and be like When am I going to get the money for this bundle that Jared and I want to use?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. On the on the flip side of that too, like I've um always done recording at home with uh with my brother. Like we used to record bands around Bendigo when we were in high school, and um having having done that, and then also we're in a band together and we recorded and and released an EP that was you know was an eight track and great eight track recorded. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we recorded that all at home real drums and and everything and edited mixed and mastered it was mostly just done in my bedroom and uh because we've learned to work in those honestly just like sound wise they're just abominable um environments it, it means also that when when you get people in that um don't have the money to spend all that time which and i mean i've been in that situation as well going to an actual studio and going i just don't have the money to pay you for all this i just i have the money to track it with you and get you to do like a a quick mix and master Mm. and that's it Mm. and so i completely understand where people are coming from um but the good thing is having done years of bedroom recordings and stuff is when you come in here and you don't have a lot of time to get a good mix um or or get you know pull some really nice sounds get some you know try out different microphones um and and just you know different mic techniques uh you can just go you know what i know that like like what's this this is an open back is it yeah so i i used to have um that cab and I, I knew 100% exactly where to place an SM57 on that cone, whether it was on or off axis. Mm. Um, I knew where to place it and even to mic it in the back to get some, some ambience going. I just knew where I could do it and I could get a workable sound with it. So when I come into a room that actually sounds much better like this one, as opposed to my parents' living room for drums or just my bedroom <laughs> for guitars, um, it's, it is much easier to just kind of go, you know what, I know this works. So we'll we'll just roll with that and Mm -hmm. we'll just do our best to kind of EQ and and put out the best product that we can
3: for them. That's it, yeah.
0: This is why a lot of people who have an interest in music end up gravitating towards recording anyway. I I would literally say two in five people who play guitar or have a hobby band or something like that, get a a a, you know, a small little recording Mm -hmm. bundle and just figure it out yeah that's yeah. that's what i did that's what you did and you guys were part of that as well like back in your navy blue days so like speak to that because you did a couple of recordings and i did some very primitive mixing on that i don't i don't think i would you know be happy to show that now but you know it was what it was but speak to that you know recording in a in a mm. spare room and doing the best you could
2: well we didn't really record in a spare room or anything like that it was um
0: oh it was a dedicated uh
2: dedicated um, yeah, little yeah, yeah. studio it was like a double studded wall yeah plate. yeah, yeah shipping container thing pretty much and fairly oh soundproof it was very soundproof door yeah. and
3: all that it was pretty boxed in yep. had all the i'm not sure what do you call these things sound, sound absorption yep. units that like, sounds fancy it sounds like it needs an acronym sound absorption sounds so you i don't know anyway um yeah the place we recorded our drummer at the time um he basically took control of that that was his like his domain his domain it was at his place and he was always interested in that from previous bands and yep. doing the more bare bones recording set up there so he just had that wealth of knowledge from previous bands made it a lot easier for us we like Tyler and myself at least never really had to get too in depth with that and a lot of it was quite digital actually mm. so just playing around with plugins as was the style at the time even with the amps and the amp models we had um, very much emulated rigs but mm-hmm. ran by chips, <laughs> which was like a bit of a game changer for the time, yep. especially with the more progressive metal tones. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, we had a pretty easy workload with that. We just had to
0: rock up and try to remember how to play the riffs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the hardest thing. I mean, I started with a, um, an Avid MBox 2 mini, two-channel interface. Um, and how I would mic drums is I would throw an SM57 pointing towards a snare drum about two feet away from the kit. Not fantastic but not bad either mm. um, but I, I remember having a, a recording experience where I was just you know tracking demos with this band I was in and, and this uh, this one guitar player tried to take over the session and I remember getting so pissed off at him I was like you literally let me do it let me do it and I, I don't I outburst at anybody I mean mm. I, I wouldn't hurt a fly I mean unless I had to <laughs> they can get quite vicious. They, there, there is camera. a fly. There is a fly in this room right now. Is uh, there? Y- yes, you will hear it buzzing. And I don't know. I don't mm. must have just must have got let in just over the back. But that's the other thing <laughs> that that you know you, you will have to learn is if you're paying for a producer engineer, you need to trust them with your music, yeah. which Absolutely. is why there's a certain process uh, or a certain part of the mixing process that people should not even be considered to be in the room with. Because, for example, like if we're fine-tuning a kick drum, somebody could sit there and say, oh, I don't like that. But it's like, you don't get it. Mm, yeah, You don't get it.
1: And the reason we had to spend so long in that kick drum was actually because the sample was good and it suited the song, but it was out of tune with the, with the song. And So yeah. we had to actually sit there and we had to tune it, which then changed the – because initially when we, we put the samples on and, and blended them, was like great they sound good, we'll just slap them on and we'll come back and we'll actually, you know, fine-tune it later. And then we found out it's like they're out of tune with the song, which a lot of people don't think about drum tuning. But if it is out of tune with the song, it'll it sound okay. But when you hear drums that are actually in tune with the the key or, yeah. you know, like the perfect fifth yeah. of the key um you like the drums they just they just sit so harmoniously in yeah, the mix they do mm. and so we had to sit there and it was like okay so we've got to tune this and then it was like okay so now that doesn't work with that snare so we've got to tune Snare One stuff, variable adjustment
3: changes everything exactly else, right? And so yeah. it, t-
1: it took us a while, but um, the good thing is that because because of the style of music it is too, where you know we can use an import mix function once we yes once we've kind of got the drum sounds, and so it won't be doing that for. But every that's song. the thing to think of, like
0: for example, this particular drum, it's um, it resonates a lot more because it doesn't have a hole in the front of it, or there's no um, dampening. It just resonates. So when you kick it, it's like. Doo- or Mm. I could pitch it down and it could be like boom. It's kind of set. I I mean, it is what it is. So this is why you need to spend time setting up before you hit the record button Mm. to try and have as little variables or something that's going to throw you off. Never, ever, ever say I'll fix it in post. Yeah. If you're saying that, man, you just get ready for a big workload. And I've I've done that before. I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? Everyone is. Um, specifically with vocals, tracking vocals for people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just tune them later. It's fine. But like, like I'm sitting there tuning vocals and it's like, why? Why did, why I, do did I do this? Why did I do this? Yep. Um so recording, I mean it takes a lot of time to do it. To do it and to do it well. Mm. So but it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun thing. Yeah. I love doing it. It is.
2: I reckon the satisfaction of you like Ticking something off the list could be like similar to like mowing your own lawn. That's fantastic. Just be like, ah, just good job, man. (laughs) Pretty much (laughs) a job. (laughs) It's
3: challenging, but the payoff's there, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It is, it is.
2: I mean, you guys are doing full-fledged like stuff for other people. I I was chuffed I spent an hour on uh, FL Studio today and made a loop. (laughs) I'm still chuffed when I do that. Yeah, mm, me too. For real, man. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's a nice feeling, but like you guys are like, like all the way up here with like doing stuff for other people and i'm just getting into it for myself i'm like oh geez i understand why like you guys put so much time yeah into it
1: yeah it's yeah it's a black hole for time and money and all that sort of stuff <laughs> but it, it really it uh-huh. is uh when you can get to the point and you can kind of go i want to record a song and you go wait i have the tools to do that yeah. skill set to do that yeah. and i can at least get it to a to a decent um listenable level for for people it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just do it then. I'll just use my spare time on the weekends. Uh, you, you look at people like uh, Cloud Kicker, for mm. example, and uh, it's just one dude in an apartment. He's not even in like a studio or anything. He's literally just in an apartment. He uses Superior Drummer. Um, he uses uh, just like amp sims and that sort of stuff. And he just started doing it on the weekends because he was like, I'm never going to make money in the music industry. So he got a day job. He mm. works full time. He's married lives in this apartment and his music took off because he was just making really good music on the weekends it
2: was good stuff wasn't it
1: yeah is it he still is. doing stuff uh there hasn't uh, after I don't know is it womb wow I don't know how to pronounce his last one but yeah. it was uh, it was strange and I didn't love it and I, I keep checking back but there's there's been no updates for ages so.
2: very different to his um, his older stuff
1: yeah I do I, I must say that I I favor the odd time signatures and the the atmosphere and the
3: the ebo and all that sort of mm. stuff he was he was using on like beacons it's yeah it's i good. think a lot of that comes back to some people have a bit more of a like a just that innate perfectionism to them mm-hmm. and it's it's he's part of it. it's part of your personality and you gotta you gotta own it and you yep. gotta challenge it and it's just it's just what makes you happy simple as that i you mean know? it's like chemical release and all that science stuff. it certainly
0: like, is i mean uh, since working with jared he's much more um like picky than i am i mean it's it almost makes me feel like kind of lazy in a way in which i've approached i mean it's but it's good i mean it's good because it gives me an opportunity to take a step back and realize okay maybe i'm not doing this the right way or maybe not the right way but like maybe i'm not doing it as good as i could yeah um and that's why it's really good to have somebody else which is why i've kind of you know stepped back and let jared engineer and uh, you know, touch the the EQ in in a way than, uh, different than I would. Yeah, mm. It's been a very you know, humbling learning experience for me because it's like, okay, I, I want to get better. How do I do it? Watch somebody else. You know exactly. what I mean? How do you get better playing uh, music? By playing with other people. You know I, what I mean?
2: Iron sharpens iron, man.
0: And that's the same exact way. Mm-hmm. So I'm only going to be better because of it. But that's the thing is like, how much time are you allowed to put into it? How good am I? How 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 well do I trust myself to make good sounds really quickly?
3: Let's talk about trust. Yes. You threw that <laughs> word around a bit earlier. Brothers and sisters, yeah. let's talk about trust.
0: Testify! Um,
3: just the whole collaboration <laughs> process. It probably is more of a thing in the um, music production side of things like editing and mixing and mastering as yeah. opposed to just like being in a band with a egotistical front man who wants to play the riff and song this way. Trust is an important thing when collaborating because it puts the egos aside and you got to hear somebody's opinion out and then you can learn from it i just want to ask you guys about what's your what your take on that is with collaborating
1: and talk about uh
0: having to trust people sometimes your production the thing the thing your most
1: yeah so um i'm producing an album for this um this young girl at the moment and she's she's brought in eight fantastic songs um, they're really, really great songs. They really are. Great. Um, they're very bare bones. She's got the vocals and the melodies and the structures and ev- everything's laid out properly. Um, the guitar playing um, is very, you know, just standard strumming of chords. Um, and she's basically come in and said, I need, uh, you know, this is what I want it to sound like, you know, albums reminiscent of uh, specifically Taylor Swift's Red album um and that kind of blend of electronic and natural um yeah sort of stuff which was i was happy with because i am very familiar with that album i really like that album um so she's like you know across between that and and lord's melodrama and um then reference tracks for each song as well um for kind of the general vibe and then on top of that it's the the eight songs and they they all tell a story and they all have a different theme so you know the first couple are you know about like finding something, you know, finding this new kind of love and it's all, you know, fun and stuff. And as it goes, so the on, concept's all of, there yeah she's done her yeah. homework.
3: yeah yeah, that's Great. it.
1: And so I think um, the hard thing has been So uh so so we started with one song, we started with the first track off off the album, um, and it's it's of the songs of the songs i think to to produce because she's basically said to me you, you know like Uh, she's only got acoustic guitar chords. So I'm writing, I'm rewriting all the music. Like I'm putting in drums and bass and synths and keys and and strings and guitars and and backing vocals and changing melodies and structures and chords and and, and like the whole thing. Mm. Um, And so I've gone through and I spent quite a bit of time on the first song. We wanted to start there. And um, now it's her first time doing this. And obviously she's gonna have an idea in her head of what she wants. And then I've got my own style, which is is pretty distinct when I'm I'm producing stuff. You know, I have, I, I have intervals that I favour. I really like major like chords with major seconds in them, and and you know, there's there's specific stuff that like that that I like. Your go tos, um, yeah, my go tos. Without even realizing it, you know, we all have those things that, mm. that kind of identify us, and uh, and so I I, I start start the production, and I. I had asked her this long list of questions about um, what style you want this in. Do you want it more electronic, more natural, you know, like you specifically for this song, you know, what, what are you feeling for drums? Do you have ideas? If you do, what are they? Can we, can you convey them to me? Sat down and worked out new tempos for all the songs because the, the scratch tracks were all acoustic. So they were a bit more laid back and yeah. they need to be pushed a bit more if they're going to have drums and stuff in them. And so I, I did a lot of work on this song, and um, you know, it's got real drums. It's got uh, it's 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 got like you know claps and and sub kicks and stuff, and it's got like a side chain synth that's and, uh, and awesome. you know piano and and strings and all that sort of stuff. And I hadn't really got to touch her vocals, but it's, it's um, using a like three different bass synths to get the the right sounds, and I spent a lot of time working on um, just kind of getting the broad strokes in, you know, getting the filter cutoffs right um, for bass in, in different sections of the song and just kind of getting layers right to, to really convey my, I, my idea of what she wanted and, and, and of what the song should be. Mm. Um, and the hard thing for her was, um, and, it's, and it's not a criticism at all because it's a hard thing for anyone, uh, is that she was going, I want to hear the song. I want to hear the song. I want to hear, guys, can you show me the song? And we were like, well, we've got a meeting. We'll show you the song at the meeting. Because for me, as and she doesn't live in Bendigo, so she had to travel to come to the meeting to hear the song. And so for me, as the producer for that, I was like, because it's her first time, um, because it's like I have a a pretty good idea of what she wants, but we haven't been able to spend enough time together for me to really get this fully fleshed out and even go through ideas with her Mm. of what I have for the song. Um, I needed to be sitting next to her the first time she was hearing it. And she didn't want to be sitting next to me the first time she was hearing it um, because she was like, I, I, when she came in, I explained, I was like, I'm sorry we didn't send it to you. But the first time you hear each of these songs needs to be sitting with me because we don't have enough time to really, you know, yeah. work on this together. I'm going home and I'm, I'm, I'm doing that stuff there and I need to be able to do it without someone watching me like a hawk um but at the same time you know it's not like we can spend a day going through songs and I can show you my ideas for them and then you know that helps me flesh it out and gives me more confidence in sending it to you yeah and so I explained that and she was like it all that makes sense of course she's like I just don't want to be mean to you if I don't like it I don't want to come across really horrible and I was like no like this is my job this is what you're paying me for if you don't like it then we go and we fix that because especially cuz
0: it's the very first one we're trying to figure out what you want so she listens to it she listened to it yeah. And, um The first thing she said after after the it was like the longest four and a half minutes of our lives. Uh, I'm sitting there in the corner and I'm like, I can't see her it? face. Did she hate it. Uh, Jared's looking at her face. Supposedly she was like doing this kind she of. She was like, just concentrating.
1: It was just this concentrating face. and so, like, I'm getting nothing.
0: The song ends and I was like, uh, I guarantee she's gonna cry. She's gonna be like, Oh, thank you so much. This is exactly what I wanted. What did she say? Can we listen to that again? And I was like, Oh no. It did. It turned oh. out
1: fine. Like we listened to it again and she was, and, and you know, I was like, do you, do you like it? Do you not like it? And she was like, no, I actually do. You know, there's, there's plenty of elements in this that are actually what I had in mind when I first wrote it, or, you know, you changed the guitar to a piano, which is how I first wrote the song. Um, she said there are other elements of it that I don't like and I want to, you know, want to change, but that having that sort of trust, which I think is the ultimate sort of trust when it comes to music is going, this song is my baby. You know, she's a, she's about 20, I think um she's young she's doing this for the first time and she's come to some stranger It's like i'm giving you money to she wants to sp- grow yeah. my baby up into a full song so that i can show the world and yeah i've got ideas in my head but i can't necessarily convey them to you properly it's a language barrier and um yeah, yeah. and and so I'm i'm sitting there doing the best i can and so there's got to be trust both ways that you know trusting that she's able to, the things she is communicating that they're being communicated correctly and that I'm not misinterpreting them. And there's gotta be trust for her. like so I just, I need to be patient. I need to wait for him to to give it to me. And so of course, once I've, you know, once I've kind of shown her the song the first time, I'm like, I'm more than happy to send you as many updates as you want on the, on how the productions uh, going. But um, you know, for that first one, I, I need you here because if you have this like foul look on your face, like, don't like that i need to see that Mm. uh, in its raw form because we don't have enough time to spend together otherwise Um, and so if i put something in that you hate i need to see that you hate it i need you to earlier better right yeah yeah. and i want broad strokes i don't want to send it to you the first time and get like a, a 10 page you know essay back of of changes it's like well i'll just start from scratch it's like i just want broad things it's like you know the drums sound too electronic or they sound too natural i want the more electronic or i would prefer a real bass in there rather than a bass synth and you know i don't like that you built this section up high when i want it to drop it down low mm. yeah um, all just just broad strokes like that and once that's kind of you know in then it's like cool we can get to the kind of liner notes and that sort mm-hmm. of thing but so that that's been a big exercise in trust for both parties um i think yeah. that's that's the ultimate one
0: yeah it's very for overwhelming sure. very mm-hmm. overwhelming i mean like I've been on the other side where I only have X amount and I just need to go in and track it. I've never been the guy who's like, I'll pay you thousands of dollars to produce an album for me. And when you have somebody approach you for that, having never heard what you've done before, and when this girl approached me, I didn't even, I I was only just considering bringing Jared on. Knowing what I know now, I would no way in hell been capable of what Jared is doing Mm. because I just don't have that eye for production the way he does. Yeah, I mean this is why it's it's good to have two different people who are capable of different things. So Mm. when you're there in FL Studio making your loops, imagine doing that times a thousand with a a lot more pressure, and this Mm. is a, a paid client. But. You know, it's it almost makes me want to go back to that point where I'm just messing around playing loops for sure because nothing else matters. You know what I mean? So uh, that's so, the thing. It's basically yeah. professionally
1: messing around. That's and, uh, what it is. Because it's yeah. like uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's still a creative process. It is, and you've got stuff that's like when I you know because I've I've written songs and I've I've produced for other people so many times, and I listen to so many different styles of music, and I've taught guitar and and bass and drums for like a long time now um so it's like there are things that you pick up along the way that you can't necessarily bring to mind like right now i'm I'm like well i could i couldn't tell you but if you if you bring me a song right now i would listen to it and i go okay the tempo needs to be upped by a few beats a minute you know there are i can hear this drum because i'm a drummer i can hear this drum beat behind it mm-hmm. and because i'm a guitarist i can hear that the guitar could you know come in with this and um yeah that's the that's the hard thing it's yeah. It's not an easy thing.
2: No. Well, I've been thinking about like the like trust in music in general recently because like Eric and I play with Sean Orr and uh, we've been playing together, playing I think it's what, eight, eight or ten songs for about a year now. Yep. And we had a like practice session the other day and although Sean trusts us on stage to play the songs we already know, mm-hmm. Where we have to learn a new element of trust when we're writing together. Yeah. There's there's different levels of trust. Like, um Sean brought us a couple of awesome riffs and I kept finding myself going. Awesome. Oh. Classic. Sorry, yeah. continue. Yeah,
3: yeah. Awesome. 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 Yes. He um
2: <laughs> Eric missed it. I had I did relax. miss it. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I
3: was a bit slow myself.
2: Um and, and they they were fantastic. Um, but I found myself like a bit lost because i i need to trust his songwriting a lot mm-hmm. more and i need to trust in my abilities to follow and all that kind of stuff so it's a very important tool in any creative person's arsenal is trust mm.
0: it's hard like especially it is very hard like when we were when we were jamming last week he's like okay i want you to play this exact thing and i'm like i get it but just let tyler be tyler and let me be me i mean that's it's fine to say try try playing this if it doesn't work just um, just mess around or try this drum beat and i have to kind of like i don't want to do this i want to do what i want to do so how do i make best of both worlds to make it sound good and musical at the same time mm. um it is an exercise in trust when you're mm. playing music because we i mean we've only just been we were like sean orr's backing band now we are a band a band so you're writing together
1: and yeah are you writing songs from scratch together? Or is he bringing like... He brings a, riffs. Yeah, he brings stuff. So in. we just yep. shape them.
0: So yep. I, I play a beat, Tyler play this and suggest chord changes. Like, okay, when, l- we need to break it up. So I need to break it up with a tempo change or a beat change from verse to chorus. That way, if you're playing the same riff, it's still going to sound yeah, different. Like yeah, mm. yeah. Um, It's it's a lot of work doing stuff it like is.
2: that. And it's fun. Like, it's, it's that iron sharpens iron. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're encountering challenges in your creative endeavors i think that means that you're on the right path like you're gonna mm. you're gonna yeah. be better at the end of it for sure there's so, something to grow from absolutely. Right there. so, so yeah. uh, something good will be birthed of it eventually it's just a, a hurdle in the a way process yeah
0: mm. but it's fun i mean like i wouldn't it do it if, it if it wasn't fun no, no, no. i mean like for as overwhelmed as i am now with all the workload and what little personal time i have and even time for me to play music i'm still having fun I wouldn't do this if it wasn't fun. Mm. Believe me. Yeah. Um, and plus I can give a lot of other people good opportunities as well. Like, you know, I have the opportunity to bring you on and you guys are a part of this in some capacity because you're here. Some capacity. I'm the lead studio. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, like you guys are here and like, if uh, you know, if I weren't here and if I didn't have this, you know, I, I feel like I'd be, I'd feel like I'd be pretty lonely doing my own things, still just kind of making loops and doing my own stuff in my own way. It's fun to bring people on. It's mm. fun to have challenges and and all that stuff. It's nice so. to be
2: a part of something too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I
0: agree,
3: hundred percent. And this is a good platform. First thing, for it. the podcast. Like, I've already learned. Like, we're ten episodes in, and I'm I'm just like number one. I'm just learning so much from yeah. all the guests and the dis- yeah. group and discussion. But um, like I've been doing a bit of the editing on the podcast yeah. lately, and you've you've done really so. Well. I've just. Yeah, I've been like studying Final Cut Pro on my days off and like Logic Pro X and just piecing things together and yeah. then all of a sudden I'm oh, I can basically do, can do content that. creation now. Yeah. 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 And that that just leads on to the next snowball. Yeah. So yeah. In and a digital more than anything, age, it's still fun, isn't it? They're good so, skills
0: to have. Yeah. Really good skills to have Definitely, in, in this day and age more than anything. I mean, anything, you like, could I mean it's it's fun to kind of mess around with podcast videos and stuff, but you actually might find yourself in a career. Editing video for mm. something or somebody. I mean, at some point, like, even if it's just something small, like you and know, look and look what knows? you started with, something basic. I mean, I this is just you know eyes to the sky kind of thing. But mm. I like to look that way. I mean, why not? I never yeah. thought I'd have a recording studio. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah, you just do it. And that's that's the fun part of it. And and it look all, where we are now. Yeah, and it, and it all starts with you know. Have a goal.
3: Let the universe take care of the details for you. Yeah. that's it, man.
0: Well, that's exactly it. So like <laughs> starting starting with loops in in uh, FL Studio. I mean, that's fun.
2: Well, like just putting that together today, like it was like just a hip hop beat with some nice like tight snares and stuff. Uh-huh. Jared knows I like my snares tight. Um, oh, You'd be tight. <laughs> um, but I felt more inspired to write and create than I haven't more inspired than I have uh, for a long time. So yeah, it's probably Look, just a
3: different tool. Also, like it is completely different. Your primary no, is yeah. the guitar. You're now using a computer and different angles. Yep. right. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's its own instrument. That's re- the thing. It really is. I, that's the thing I've learned is like you know you become. Like the fifth member of the band when you're recording with people because your the desk is literally an instrument and you are playing it and shaping it into something yeah. and i always tell people when they come in and record with me i'm like your idea of what your song sounds like is going to change so you need to be prepared for that because mm-hmm. it's going to sound way different than you expected sometimes better sometimes worse i mean that's just what it is yeah. but it also has to be very honest and and, and um transparent environment if something sucks I'm not going to tell somebody what they want to hear because they're mm. paying me they're paying me to be honest Yeah, I've had somebody come in for example the, the only thing I can think of and I've, I think I've said this before somebody was coming in and tracking a song with me they wanted to play a banjo on it and I was like I don't know about that so they actually went in and did it and I'm like this sucks seriously I'm not I'm not here to play around it doesn't sound good You drop play it play
2: banjo in a death metal band I told you this. that's exactly it <laughs> Have you
1: heard I wrestled a bear once
2: or I I, I used to Did love you? those guys. Did you, really? <laughs> Did you? I, I love those guys yeah. but uh, the sentiment still remains you can't play banjo in death metal Okay all
3: right,
0: all right. <laughs> I beg to differ <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wrestled a bear once
0: So I mean like with with production there's there's a, a vast world of things you can do and how mm. you can be prepared so thinking of production are there albums or songs that you guys really like that you know you just appreciate for what they are.
3: I've been listening to something lately that's really struck a chord with me, so to speak. Um, I just found myself listening to Devin Townsend project Ooh. quite a bit oh. recently. A lot of his... Oh my, sorry, I just did the exact This happened thing. last time. That's all right. Um, a lot of his earlier albums, it's all about the wall of sound. So just mm-hmm. everything is massive. Everything's probably clipping. Everything is just 100% volume. But his latest album... A lot more different it's actually like balanced completely differently whether he got other people on board to do the mixing and mastering i'm not too sure what the fine details there are but it's almost a completely different band to listen to
2: see Devin's Mm. kind of an outlier because he records and does everything himself in his own studio Mm. and each album he's just like all right i'm gonna tackle this genre now because i'm bipolar so <laughs> Yeah it's blues this album and then just like a heavy metal symphony the next one and then I'm gonna do Wall of Sound again and mm. um like he's one of my favorite musicians on the planet. But um
3: just going through his yeah. like his catalogue, just like just my driving around music this week. It's very intense driving music. Oh, I mate. dare say, especially when you're going forty down the main roads so here now, <laughs> down to go. Just, just, um. <laughs> <laughs> you, but yeah, just like you, still,
2: you do forty in town?
3: in the selected speed zones mate yeah. you know it I still do, um, I still do 80
0: calls car park <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah basically like it, it was it was quite shocking to hear that like I think it's the Transcendence is the name of the album mm. but yeah it's like oh this sounds completely different to mm. his last 15 years of work yeah mm. it was very it just jumped out at me so yeah that's what I say production wise that shocked me a bit
2: lately mm. it's amazing how technology changes with all that kind of stuff too like, I mean, you go back, what, 10 years ago to when music started to be recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was a lot of analog amps and all that kind of stuff, miking them up properly. And like, now you've got programs that do all that kind of stuff. Well, the,
0: the interesting question is, I always ask myself is like, okay, I understand that when music was first recorded, it was recorded to wax. I get that. Um, and then the more you evolved, it became more analog. Um, And now it's in a very digital fashion in which digital is trying to emulate analog because it wants that warm sound. But my question is, is why wasn't something that was recorded in the 70s sound as good as it sounds now using the same mics and the same desk? I always listen to that or listen to, um, for example, like one of my favorite bands, Yes. Uh, Oh, yes. Great, great bands, uh, great albums. And and you listen to it, it's like, okay the sounds fantastic but then there's a guy uh a uh, wilson from porcupine tree yeah mm. he do, he does remixing and he remixed um some yes albums recently and it's like these sound oh, it was so much better why what's the difference uh, is it all the plugins and all well, the gear the producer it,
4: yeah, yeah
1: maybe and it's and like taste changes over time mm. i mean like uh you look back at the Beatles and you listen to some of their songs and you've got the drums panned hard left or hard. I can't it's remember which one it is. Weird. Like some people like that. I think it's garbage. To be I honest. agree. Mm. And I'm glad that music all music production moved away from that for the most part. Um, although I was, I was, uh, surprised unpleasantly, uh, the other day when I went to listen to songs for the dead by Queens of the Stone Age and found that they have the same thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's sounds change over time and it's um, I mean if you if you listen to music in general from or if you if you even took a tour of like pop music um, disregarding the change in style um, if you listen if you listen to the actual sound of it and you you know you go back to the Beatles and then you 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 go from there mm-hmm. you go you know 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s noughties, and now whatever we're in now mm-hmm. um, the I mean, you've got, A, you've got the loudness war that was going on. Um, And so things were sounding more compressed and that sort of stuff. But as the digital world kind of came in and you started getting things like uh, time stretching audio, uh, being able to actually edit audio much easier Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, much stricter to the grid. Uh, So it in in turn became more easy for people to do that. It became more accessible to people. And so you've got all these bedroom musicians who start putting stuff out and there's, uh, which one is it? Um, One of those SoundCloud rappers recently. And I uh, feel like it was Extentation.
2: Um, Rest that, in peace That's how you say his name
1: He I've never said it out loud before I'm hoping Nobody's that's ever gave enough It's X, like X, X, X X, X, X X, 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 X I, I've, never, I've never listened <laughs> I think Really you're to. to his music But like mm. he has this overcompressed, Distorted sound On his things And I remember a, a Producer actually said No He specifically asked for that That's the sound That he wants Yeah And so he's got this sound Which by all technical rules, is wrong. He's getting like digital distortion, which sounds awful. And, you know, he's he's over compressing stuff. That glitchy. But yeah. Yeah. But people have taken to it. And so it's like, well, other SoundCloud rappers and and other people producing music have started. GoPro's dead. Yep. Have started uh, jumping onto that bandwagon. Um, What is it doing? And so I was like, "Well, is is that something we're going to hear more of?" In I, you know, I don't see it ever coming out in any productions by like Max Martin or anything for Katy Perry or or any any kind of big mm. pop names. But could that be something we see? Because you listen to you listen to metal bands, you listen to bands that are on, um, sometimes like Rise Records and that sort of stuff. And it's like the kick drums, like the the drums in general, are so isolated. It's like they cut everything but that single kick drum out. So you've got no bleed and mm-hmm. same with the snare and it, it sounds so isolated, like it was all recorded separately. And then they sample it. There's no, you know, sometimes they're, sometimes they're just recording it with triggers and there's no actual real sound being blended in there. And you've still got a production that sits at what's it like minus 14 lufs or whatever for Spotify now. Mm-hmm. And so you've still got a production that's sitting at the same volume level and it's still mixed based on same basic principles and that sort of stuff and it sounds completely different to like august burns red's messengers which came out was like 2007 10 10 years ago and they just did the remix and it's the same files and it sounds different because the sounds that we are used to every time someone mixes something it's a little bit different and and as you listen to um to the to the big guys who produce you 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 know like andrew sheps and dave pensato and chris lord never know how to say his last algae algae is it algae or is it I say Chris yeah, algae. Lord, algae. Yeah. Blue green cool. algae. Um, yeah, you listen to those guys and they're still learning as well. It's yeah. never something that you're perfect at. And every session is different. You've got different problems. You've got different sounds, different artists, different microphones, different rooms. Everything is different. And so they're always perfecting their craft and it'll never be perfect. They're just always on that journey. But
0: what's the takeaway though? There's no right way to do it. As right. long as it, if it sounds, sounds good, good, you do it. The endless yep. pursuit of tone. That's it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's very yeah. difficult, and it's yeah, it's actually it's it's kind of eye opening or ear opening rather. Both. Um, you know, for like you said, August Burns Red, they remixed that album. I haven't heard it yet. It's great. It's so but punchy. Yeah, Wait, it's they
1: remixed it, when did they do that? For the tenth anniversary. It's up. It's oh. up on
0: Spotify and stuff.
1: I have not it's, heard um, that. It's great because like I was I was a huge fan of that original one that like great taught album. me how to play drums. Mm. And listening to it now, it's like, you know, you've still got that in every, every breakdown you're, you're yeah. going to have fun compressing that. Yep. Um. <laughs> but uh, you've, you've still got that, but like the kicks and everything are more punchy because it's moved away from a more natural kit sound to this big, fat, beefy
0: trigger, just,
1: you know, like it's gecko it, drums. It's, it's big. And it, they've just kind of taken, I guess, like the natural raw sound of the drums has disappeared more. Mm. And especially when you've got like electronic music kind of started coming at you, you look at the eighties and you've got every snare is and it's like mm-hmm. got that clap sound in it. 808 then, sort of. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, and so it, it feels like a new thing comes out and people go, oh, look at this. And so you listen to any music in the eighties and it's all, it's all electronic yeah. drums. That's it. And then in the nineties they all went, okay, let's balance ourselves back out a little bit. And they started kind of blending the two and experimenting. And so then that creates a new sound. Mm. And then you've got you know, people messing around with FM synthesis mm. and, and wavetable synths and that sort of stuff. And it's all different sounds.
0: Gated reverb, the sound of the 80s.
3: Gated reverb. That's, that's, that's it. Certain trends that pop up every now and then. Yeah. yeah it's, and different genres tend to be some are more experimental and more modern. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that turns into the mainstream 10
0: to 15 years down the track. Yeah. yeah. So strange. strange. Yeah. People say, There's "Oh, they're ahead world. of their time." Yeah, that's kind exactly. of where that expression comes like, from. Like um, yeah. the the '80s style. I always, if I'm going to listen to Spotify, I'll sit there and listen to like '80s synth wave, but not like stuff from the '80s, like actual like synth wave that's inspired by the '80s, yeah. using yeah. using those same synth yep. sounds, the eight oh eight, you know, kicks and and uh, whatever. And it's fantastic. This modern genre from 30, 40 years ago, nearly 40, wow, can you believe that, um, is now becoming its own subgenre that people are listening to mm. as its own thing in its own right. 100%. Fantastic.
2: Fascinating. Mm, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes. Now, I have one more question from, from you pros
0: because uh,
2: I, 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 <laughs> I'm just getting into the whole door and like plug-in game at the moment. Yep. I, uh, I've got a program called Contact at yep. the moment. I don't know how that links into your door. Like why is why does that exist and why do I need it? Contact is a host for other plugins.
1: Yeah. Um or for other virtual instruments. I use contact like every session. Yeah. Um so do you have do you just have the free version of contact? Do you have like the paid version of contact? Paid, yeah. Paid. So you you would have instruments in there. You would have like the gentleman and unicorder and, yeah. and stuff. So basically you just insert it on an well, I can't speak to FL, but Pro Tools, I create an instrument track. I yeah. throw it on the instrument track and then I open it. And then that's basically just a host that shows ah, me different because you can actually, you can use it as like a rack and you can yeah. have different ones going yeah. and you can send different midi, MIDI channels into different ones mic, like different. Uh, so you've got mixes and you do your routing. Um, so yeah, ba- it basically is just like a, a virtual rack
2: for instruments. Cool, awesome. Yeah, that's good to know. It's really cool. Um yeah I I just saw like one of my favorite plugins is um Get Good Drums like yep. the periphery yep. guys. like it just sounds so good and effortless. Yes it does. And and it's got that when you trying to when you program drums and stuff it um it sounds like it's done by a robot but with this it's got that kind of yeah human feel to yeah. Authentic, yeah. Authentic, authentic feel yeah and I like that like it's it's just the um the hits might be like a couple milliseconds off. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's a got bit the more human natural, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I like that kind of thing. So, I and that's through contact, isn't it? Like I can maybe
1: I actually from... haven't used it. Haven't I've, I've listened to it and looked at it a lot, but I just haven't actually. Got I think it you for can. Myself, so. You can
0: use it in contact. I think you can also get the samples like as wave wave files oh, to use right. like in in Slate Trigger. Oh, cool. But that's the thing is like programming drums. Like you can program them to sound robotic if you just want a four on the floor kind of thing for EDM.
4: Yeah.
0: Or you can you know program a rock beat. But the key to making program drums sound real is human error. Accounting for human error. Yeah. Like yeah. Putting things before the beat. You know, and that mm. makes it sound real. Yeah, it's it's an inconsistency that you can't replicate.
1: It's also like necessary because when you've got like EDM stuff,
0: our camera shut um... off. <laughs> Let me see, see what's up there. Let me. Uh... Hey, welcome back to the. <laughs>
3: what, do they, what do they call that though? When you like you edit things to like take it a bit off. Uh,
0: Humanize for it, isn't it? Yeah, usually it's
1: like humanizing. Um, I was thinking of something else but um, there's quantize quantizing yes yeah that's when you put it to to the grid ah right yeah um, making it robotic there's different levels of quantization as well usually the quantization function you've got like a percentage that you can you know you can set it to like 85% so it's not quite perfect Mm. Um, yeah because drama's never perfect I remember my brother pointing it out to me on a Paramore album and I was like whoa like this kicks out of time and he's like yeah cuz it's a, it's a human thing you got to leave it in there and I was like I I'd, I'd never noticed it before I was like wow that's it was eye opening there you go yeah yeah on on EDM stuff like mm. or any electronic music um if you have the kick and the snare hitting at exactly the same time you lose some of the punch and so if you've got them both on exactly the same thing um often they like it's it's a normal technique to kind of shift it by like a, a millisecond or you know a however many samples just so slightly so that it's actually, you know, you ride right, zoomed in and
3: there. So you get the side best side of both. Side.
1: Yeah. So you're getting mm. the punch from both of them and because it can do it, not just with, with the drums within themselves, but it can extend to like uh bass or, you know, synths, whatever, if they're, if they're like, everything is, if you draw everything in with MIDI and everything is hitting, right at exactly the same time all the time, you're going to have some of the punch sucked out of it. It's just going to happen. Um, So actually kind of moving it to the side a little bit, giving it its own space to breathe, even if it's like half a millisecond or whatever, it actually just opens it up, gives it that punch back in. It's Mm. really,
0: yeah. There's so many different ways that you can do it Mm. when it comes to producing music. There's so many different variables. And I think that the the, the big takeaway from this particular podcast is there's no right way to do it. As long as it sounds Mm. good, Take your time and prepare before you do it. Sounds good. Hey man, nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, we'll explore new
3: ways. Yeah,
0: I mean, we'll have to consider things like you know going forward for recordings. Like, does this person want this particular sound? Even though I don't like it, that's what they want. So yeah is the customer always right? That's that's the Is there an the
2: element thing. of compromise in this kind of thing or is it like it's either that or this? There is compromise. There yeah. is room for it. Yeah. But I mean it's like if it something is going to gonna, that whole trust if something
0: thing. is going to sound dramatically bad, I have to say it just yeah. is not working. When, yeah. when
1: it goes from being subjective to objective is when you yes. need to step in because yeah. there are in in anyone that I've ever recorded there are things that I don't like that I would like it's like I would have written it differently and I'm sure everyone in the room who didn't write it would be going well I would have gone to a different chord here or I would yeah. have had the song faster or slower or whatever um, but it's it's when it goes okay no that actually is just bad it, yeah. is, it is just bad it just does not work yeah. that you know um, and sometimes it's just people just don't have the experience to know like you've got a drummer playing a beat and it's like you know what this song drags <laughs> because you're just going tss, tss, you actually need to do like a disco beat so that there's something pushing the song. It, it just sounds wrong. There's yep. something mm. missing and it's just something that small. But it also depends. Are they paying you to be a producer mm. or are they just paying you to track it? Yeah. Because if they're just paying you to track it, they don't want you up in their business. Know your limits.
0: Yeah. Know your limits. That's, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah.
1: So there's sometimes when I will suggest things yep. and I'm like, I think this will make your song better. But if they're not paying me to be a producer, I'm not going to fight them on it. If they say, no, I don't want to do that, I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Let's move on. Track like it you've
0: you suggested drum fills, uh, you know, when working with Sleeping Giant. Yeah. Um, we recently tracked an album where you played drums and I suggested drum fills, something maybe different than you would do, but yeah. like I think it sounds good. Yeah, you know what it, I mean? Yeah, so, um, so many different things. And it comes down to how you're writing the songs, how you're whatever. So variables. If it sounds good, it sounds good. As long as it fits, right? And if it's fun, it's fun. Keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I believe that's it for this program. Our, our main camera has died, so I've switched over to my iPhone. That's X. it. Amazing.
2: We're, we're going to have to do like a uh, technical difficulties thing. It's just my face. Yeah. With like a <laughs> boop, boop, <doo-doo>, yeah. boop, boop, <laughs> Like elevator music. <laughs> yeah. I took a candid photo. Just- isolate that and put it over if Or yeah. <laughs> use that track. <laughs> um,
0: well, that's, I guess that's it. That's a, good, I, yeah, that's a good, yeah, double tap. The, the ten, 10 episode. Happy birthday, boys. Special. Boom. Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah, for dedicating nice for another me. evening of your life spending here. That's
1: fun. But hey, I'd it's, a, it's a, informative. I've a lot. There's food near here, so I'm, I'm happy.
0: There's food, yes, except for schnitz, which hung up on me yesterday. Which oh. That's, that's <laughs> really, true. I'm really that's upset true. about it.
3: Yeah, is, is
1: that
0: you because, because you keep bringing it like
3: a second before they close? Well,
0: I called, it was like they closed at 8.45 last night. And we we wrapped last night at like quarter after eight. And I was like, okay, we have time. I'll call them. I call them like, hey, is it too late to order anything? And then just the, the line got disconnected. I'm like-
1: Actually, are you, uh-huh. are you
2: with Telstra? Yes. Yeah, so- the
1: Telstra lines. Uh, yeah, apparently oh. because they're upgrading towers around Bendigo, that's happening to people.
2: I've been cut off from three separate phone calls, one today, two yesterday. So yeah. it's happening.
1: My coworker called and was on hold for like 40 minutes with someone they answered and the line died.
2: Oh, no. So, uh,
0: that's crazy. That's terrible. Yeah, it's classic. That's terrible. Anyway. Well, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, I don't know if anybody actually watches this far, other than my mother. My mother watches everything.
2: Actually, I saw a comment on the last episode <laughs> on YouTube. It was yeah. like, I'm, I'm friends with Eric's mom. I watch too. Do you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's well, my, hello to Eric's, hello, mom's, Eric's friend. mom's friend. That's, uh, the, she works at the Dollar Tree in Central Square. What's that? It's like the reject shop, but everything's a dollar. Cool. There's the fly. There's, There's the fly.
1: There is the <laughs> f- that is
2: Uh
0: But yeah, I, well, hey, we have an international audience. No,
2: not many other podcasts can say that.
0: We <laughs> right. have
1: a multinational cast. So. Mm,
0: yeah, yes. Three Aussies yeah. and a Canadian man. A, a, yeah, and a Dutch mm. man. Yes. A big Dutch That's Ted. True. And a fly. (laughs) And a fly. Well, whatever. We'll cut it there.